Information presented on this program and by its guests is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information and may not be suitable for members of the listening audience. A professional advisor, attorney, or tax professional should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Are you retired or getting close? Welcome to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom you need to live your dream retirement. Are there challenges on the way? You bet. Inflation, the economy, and the ups and downs of today's markets will try to rob you of your dreams. But take heart and take notes, because what you're about to learn will put you on the winning side of life for the rest of your life. Now, here's the host of Retirement Lifestyles, Patrick McNally. Hello, everybody. Patrick McNally here, your favorite financial advisor. And I want to welcome you to the Retirement Lifestyle Show, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. Now, if you're already retired or you're getting close and you've been sacrificing, you've been saving right into those retirement plans like your IRA or your 401k at work, then this is the show for you. I'm here to talk about your money. I'm here to talk about all the six key core areas of financial planning. Stuff like risk management, cash management, investment concepts, retirement planning, tax planning, and even some estate planning. And what I'm going to do is rotate these topics each and every month. And over time, you're going to learn how to build an amazing plan for retirement. One of the most important things you're going to learn is how to create an income stream that's safe, predictable, and can even increase every year, no matter what that market does. And what better kind of income is there than tax-free income? That's right. I want to teach you how to achieve tax freedom in retirement so that you don't have to worry about when Uncle Sam comes in, starts changing all the rules, and coming for your retirement savings just because he can't balance his own checkbook and afford all of his unfunded promises. Most people, would agree that taxes really only have one way to go up. Up, up, up. So learning how to control future taxation is key. You see, I'm the owner of Retirement Lifestyles Advisors, which is an independent registered investment advisory firm specializing in retirement income strategies for people who are currently retired or getting close. For over 22 years now, I've helped people just like you plan for an amazing retirement. And I've been talking about it on the radio for 12. And what I've found is that most people, they worry in retirement. They worry about their income. They worry about health care. They worry about inflation, a potential recession, the stock market, and higher taxes. So if you're feeling this way, I want you to hear this. It's normal. You're not alone. But I do want to say this. You can control those fears or even eliminate them altogether. And the best way, folks, is with a plan. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you build your plan and guide you through this giant puzzle-like maze that we call retirement. But you need to remember that retirement planning isn't just a one-time thing. No, no. You need to review that plan every single year. You need to update it, maybe even sometimes change it completely to match your current and long-term goals. All right, you guys, we are wrapping up the month of March 2023, 
And this month, we've been talking about investment management, specifically investment concepts. So today, I want to kick off the show with a summary of what we covered in the month of March. And then my main topic is going to be about how to build a bulletproof investment plan, the retirement lifestyles way. I'm going to give you an inside sneak peek into how I build portfolios for our clients. Then I'm going to wrap up the show with some action items that you can implement right away. Does that all sound good? By the way, have you requested a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101? If you haven't, what is the matter with you? Write down this website, patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com. Now, after the show or during one of the breaks, I want you to visit that site and get you a free copy. While you're there, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call with me as well, and I'll answer any of your questions. All right, guys, got a loaded show for you. So here's what you do next. Go refill your coffee, grab your pen and notepad, and I'll be back in just a minute. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey, guys, pardon the quick interruption. I'll get back to the show in just a minute. But I want to give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, a simple guide to navigating retirement. It's eight chapters packed with tips and strategies on how to prepare for an awesome retirement. I go through investments, estate planning, social security, and more. Simply visit patrickmcnally.com and request a copy. That website again is patrickmcnally.com. Throughout the book, I'm going to explain the importance of planning ahead and focusing on income strategies that are going to set you up for success and lead you to a retirement lifestyle of abundance. I'll also be teaching you about the Retirement Lifestyles Income Plan, my custom financial planning process and investment strategy with the objective of providing inflation-adjusted income for life. This book is packed with all kinds of strategies, and you can get your free copy right now at patrickmcnally.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. I want to thank you for listening. If uh, you're joining me live here on a Saturday morning, thank you for listening. Or you may be joining me via podcast. And um, if you didn't know that it's podcasted, you can find it on Apple. You can find it on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, all the major area, all the major places that you guys listen to your podcast. You can find Retirement Lifestyles. And I'm your host, Patrick McNally. So thanks for coming back to the show. In this first segment, what I'm going to do is a review of the month of March. And the month of March has been about uh, investment concepts. That's been the entire month. And so each week, we've pulled out some things that you can be doing and some main topics in um, investment concepts, investment management. And if you didn't know, what we do is we rotate the different topics each and every month on the main core areas of financial planning. So what I want to do is just kind of do a little month in review. And there's really three areas I'm going to walk through. And the first uh, the first week of the month, we talked about three rules 
for successful investing. And what I did was I started off with a little bit of a history lesson, and I talked about what some of the the pros picked out three guys that uh, you know I'm obviously I'm an investment nerd, but some of these guys are you know heroes of mine, and kind of just to get their take on their thought process and their you know their philosophy of what they do and how they you know. Uh, invested when they some some are, have passed away, but some are still with us. One guy is Sir John Templeton, and I wanted to pick out kind of one quote from each of these guys to go through it. I could talk about each one of them for pretty much an entire show, but uh, Sir John Templeton, his big thing was diversification, and obviously one of his big quotes that he used to use was "diversify your investments." And the next guy was Warren Buffett. And I'm sure you all know who Warren Buffett is. And he said this, if you don't feel comfortable owning something for 10 years, then don't own it for 10 minutes. Big proponent of buy and hold, Mr. Buffett. It's worked for him pretty well. Um, I will say this, that I am also a very, very big proponent of the buy and hold type of strategy. You buy solid companies with solid track records, uh, paying a solid dividend. And I think you're just going to be in a very good spot with that. The next uh, gentleman on the list here was Bernard Baruch, and he was an American financier and economist. Um, He was even an advisor to, I think, three or four different U.S. presidents. And one of the things that he said was, don't try to buy at the bottom and sell at the top. It can't be done, except by liars. (laughs) Think about that for a second. That's kind of the old golden rule of investing, right? Buy low, sell high. We hear that. Um, most people, by the way, don't really adhere to that. They try to. They try to do that, you know, their best to do that. But most people don't. And that's because we bring emotions into it. But what, what Bernard was saying was that there's really no way to time the market. It's not about trying to time it, trying to, yeah, like, when do I get in? When do I get out? It's impossible. The academics have proved it. You know, some guys, yeah, they can hit one out of the park every once in a while and get it right. But will they do it again next time? No, they won't. So it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. And it's about being boring, honestly. And it's about giving the market the time that it needs to go up. And that's just what it does. Given enough time, the market will go up over time. You can look at the past history and that's exactly what it does. So if anything can be gleaned from that, um, that quote right there, it's about setting yourself up for success, but knowing that it's going to take time to do it. So many people, you know, they feel like they have to do something right now. And usually we feel that way when the market's going down. And so again, that kind of goes back to the emotional side of things. What, you know, how can you control those emotions you know, when the, the the market's going up and down, because it goes up and down every single day. And so a lot of people have a hard time um, with, with controlling their emotions. But that's the best way to do it, building yourself a portfolio that can be predictable, consistent over time. The three rules for successful investing that we went through um, on that show was number one, determining your objectives. Number two, evaluating the risk. And number three, diversifying your portfolio. Number one was determining your objectives. And this really just goes back to why are you investing? What's the point? What are the goals? Are they long-term goals? Are they short-term goals? 
you know, in order to 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 hit your target, <laughs> you need to see what you're aiming at. You know, my dad used to say that all the time. You know, you can't hit a target that you can't see. And so that goes to how do you plan out the different goals that you have? And again, you're going to have multiple goals. You might have a goal of buying a car. How long is that going to take? Is it two years, three years, six months, whatever that looks like? You have a goal and you want to achieve that goal. But retirement can be a 50-year goal, you know? It could be a 20-year goal, a 10-year goal. And sometimes you can get kind of caught in the weeds, with and get overwhelmed with that that length of time and that's where a plan comes into place having a plan to reach those objectives number two is evaluating that risk how much risk are you taking right now are you taking enough risk so determining you know the risk that you need to help you reach your goals is going to is going to basically help you back into what kind of investments that you want because you've got this whole spectrum of of what we call risk and there's risk in everything. Um, you can have risk in cash at the bank. Oh my gosh! And lately we saw that, you know, with SVB going down. Um, so you can have risk with cash in the bank, all the way to what we call risk with investments in the market and everything in between. And and so determining how much risk and in the different areas, what percentages do you put in each area? I often call that the three worlds of investing. Where can you place your money? Uh, throughout these three different worlds to get you the percentage that you want. And that goes to the next. Number three is diversification. Um, I am a big believer in diversification, but diversification is kind of a broad word and can mean, again, can mean different things to different people depending on your planning and your situation. A lot of people think that diversification is just owning thousands and thousands of companies inside of mutual funds. And they may have heard that from an advisor they may have heard that from a friend or a family member or a coworker. Like, you need to diversify, own thousands of companies. Well, it's not necessarily true. I mean, that's one way to diversify. The point with diversification is that when one area of the market's not doing so well, that hopefully the other areas of the market that you own are doing well. And that creates more of a balance inside of your portfolio. That's what diversification is all about. And believe it or not, you can get diversification with just a handful of, of stocks if you want. You can you can add in a diversification with cash or with annuities or bonds. The different investments themselves can help produce the diversification that you are looking for. So those are the really the three simple rules for successful investing. I'll go through them one more time for you. One, determine your objectives. Number two, evaluate the risk. And number three, diversify. Okay, so the second week of this month, we went into the different types of investments. And on that show, I, I really broke down, you know, there's thousands of investments, you guys, but the main different groups of investments. And what I did was walk through uh, stocks, for example. What is a stock? You know, a stock is a representation of ownership in a company or a corporation. You know, and a lot of people don't really understand. It's like, well, is that really true? I think I had somebody ask me that the other day. They're like, so we've heard that, you know, when you own a stock, that you actually are an owner of the company. Is that really true? And the answer is yes, it depends. If you actually own the stock of the company, let's just call it company XYZ, and you buy the, the, the company's stock directly, yeah, you're an ownership of the company. If you own a thousand shares of XYZ, you are an owner. You are a partner in that company. 
if you quote unquote own the stock inside of a mutual fund, no, you actually don't really own the company itself. You you when you own it that way, you don't you can't vote proxies. You can't vote you know board you know people onto the board or off the board. You can't vote things like that. You don't have a say in you know when you know how to take the dividend if a company pays you a dividend through a mutual fund you can't just extract that dividend from the company like you can when you own the stock directly so you don't have direct ownership that way inside of a mutual fund or an ETF now you actually own the value a percentage value of the overall fund and i'm kind of jumping ahead here i start off individual stocks jumped all the way to mutual funds and ETFs which was actually a, a its own half of a show but that's what I talked about, a breakdown of stocks. I talked about a breakdown of bonds. What is a bond, you know, and, and, and how do you use that as a debt? Because a lot of person are like, oh, I don't want to deal. I don't want debt. And, and they hear bonds are debt, so that could scare people. A lot of times people hear that bonds are the safe portion of your portfolio because they pay that interest rate. You know, and what does that look like? And, and a lot of people today, especially right now, especially in the last six months or so, with interest rates rising, have found out, you know, that they could actually lose money in bonds. You know, if you had a bond, you know, if you were you were counting on that income, you know, to come due, and then you know, you look at that bond, well, you actually kind of lost money, or you're trying to sell your bond in order to get a higher interest rate. Well, you can't get out of it because you're trying to sell a bond that's worth less. So, walking through some of those things and how do bonds work and interest rate risk. You know, we've definitely seen that right now because a lot of people don't quite understand that they, they feel like, well, you can't lose money in a bond. You, you know, you get that interest and then they just pay you all your money back at the end of the maturity. Well, that could be the case, but when interest rates rise, if you want to get out of that bond and your bond's not due for 10 more years, but you want to take advantage of a higher interest rate, the only way to get out is to sell your bond at a discounted rate. So that's how you lose money in bonds. So anyway, then we went into to mutual funds, ETFs, and and things like that. And again, that was a whole half of a show. And I think that was the following week where I did kind of a follow-up segment of the differences between ETFs and mutual funds and, um, and how to spot those differences and see which ones are best for you. Mutual funds, guys, again, they're both like owning these giant baskets of stocks. If you can picture... You know, like a giant swimming pool with, you know, a hundred companies in it or thousands of different individual companies inside of it. That's what makes up a fund. And you own a percentage of that fund along with, you know, thousands of other people who have put money into the fund. And that's why, again, I say it's different than when you own a stock outright. And the reason that they came up with these funds a long time ago, you know, when when at the at the beginning of the markets, let's say way back when, when when corporations when when companies were formed, and they wanted to to raise capital, they wanted to come out and and get investments. They had to talk you into investing with the company. So how do we, you know, how can we entice you guys to invest with us? And so that we can raise capital and, and, and do our business. Well, the only way they could do that was to make you an owner of the company. And that's through a, a, a share of the profits. And that's why we saw so many earlier companies, individual companies, that were dividend-paying companies. That's how these corporations would share their profits with the owners, you, uh, is to give you a dividend. 
a lot of companies these days they don't pay dividends. They they've kind of gone away from that, and they uh, they they want to raise capital. But you're, what you're only participating in, hopefully, is the growth of the company. Well, that wasn't so in in the earlier investing times. So in order for someone to entice you, they had to make you an owner of the company. The hard thing though was was how do you get diversification? By owning a whole bunch of stocks, because you can't, they couldn't buy a whole bunch of stocks. Most people couldn't afford to own a whole bunch of stocks. Voila, the the mutual fund was was formed, and somebody said, you know what? We'll go out, we'll pool all of your money together, and we'll go out and buy a whole bunch of stocks, and then and then give you a percentage share based on how much you invested, and we'll manage this whole entire portfolio of stocks. So that's how mutual fund managers. Were developed, and then now that's why you've got mutual fund fees. You've got all the internal components because you're participating with a company that owns a whole bunch of companies, and they manage it on your behalf. And that's how a mutual fund was born. And the whole premise behind a mutual fund was diversification. You can own a whole lot of companies, and 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 not have to individually buy each and every company. So there was pros and cons to that, but it caught on. And that's why today we see, you know, really all of our 401ks, you know, our retirement plans, those are your options. You don't, you don't have the option of owning individual stock in your 401k, you, you know, they just don't. Um, and a lot of people shouldn't, they could, they could probably screw that up a little bit. But you do have a choice of maybe a list of 30 to 50, you know, to maybe 70 different mutual funds inside of your portfolio. The problem with mutual funds is that they can be pretty expensive. You've got fund managers, like I just said. So there's expenses and costs, and there's this thing called turnover. And what that is is when the, the fund manager buys something and then replaces it with something else. Well, there's commissions to do that, and guess who pays that? You do. So those are some of the inefficiencies with mutual funds. And then we had come on the scene ETFs, which stands for Exchange Traded Fund. And what an ETF did was it tracks an index like the S&P 500, which is the S&P 500 is it's called an index because it's the 500 top companies in the U.S. Well, these guys went out and they said, let's just mirror what those companies are. Let's just copy what the index is. We're not going to be trading stuff. We're not going to be doing a whole lot of active management inside of this thing. So we can reduce the fees considerably to the, to the, the fund owner. And that's why ETFs for the last few years have really gained um, a whole lot of popularity. Billions of dollars have come out of mutual funds and gone into ETFs and have saved investors thousands and thousands of dollars in fees. So that's how ETFs work. They also trade throughout the day, much like a stock. If you want to get out of one fund and into another, you can do that right away. Whereas in an old traditional style mutual fund, you could only trade it once per day at the end of the day. So do you see how they were kind of there they were good for the time, but they're inefficient today and that's why ETFs are a whole lot better. So that's I got into a whole lot of detail there and in that show went even deeper so you could go back and listen to that if you want. Now last week I talked about investing for retirement versus investing in retirement. And the basic premise of this show was how throughout different times of your life, different ages in your life, how you should be investing. Because how you invested when you were 27 years old is not going to be the same when you're 65 years old. And if it is, you're probably taking too much risk. Because in the earlier years when you're younger, 
you can afford to take that risk. You can put it all in equities. You can you can go after those growth that growth those gains, market ups and downs. You're gonna you're gonna see throughout your working career. You're gonna see that market crash probably three times at least, and then come right back up. And you're putting your money in. You're saving for retirement. So that's gonna be different than when you get to retirement. When you're in retirement, you have to you have to kind of have a mind shift, if you will, and you have to have a shift from only focused on growth to now being focused on income. Now, that doesn't mean that growth isn't important. It just means that it becomes secondary. It becomes secondary to the income, whereas before, when you were working, you were getting a paycheck. You were putting part of that paycheck into your retirement plan. You know, the market went up and down. That's what it did. But you didn't really feel it too much because guess what? You got a paycheck. That's what you paid your bills with. So growth was number one. But now that you're retired, you're no longer getting a paycheck, right? Duh. Thanks, Patrick, for pointing that out. Well, sometimes I got to point that out because sometimes it's like, yeah, I never really thought of it that way. Now you got to make your own paycheck. And where's that going to come from? Well, it's going to come from your income sources like Social Security, you know, maybe a pension, maybe some rental property, but a big chunk of it is going to come from your investments. And that's why it's so important that you choose the right investments in retirement to produce income. And I'm really going to I'm really going to dive into that in the next segment when I teach you how to build a bulletproof uh, investment plan. And I'm going to teach you the retirement lifestyles way to build that bulletproof investment plan. I'm going to give you a sneak peek into how I do that for my clients and, and the, the different things that we look at and how we literally uh, build that out. But that whole point for investing in retirement is that it's all about the income. And if you've listened to this show before, you've heard me talk about that. It's all about the income in retirement because that is the number one thing you have to plan for. Because folks, you could be in retirement for either as long as you worked or sometimes longer than you worked. Believe it or not, I've got a few clients who have been in retirement longer than they actually worked to get to retirement. So think about that. You need to invest your portfolio in such a way that it can create those income streams without you worrying about the day-to-day ups and downs in the markets. So guys, that's the review of those first few shows of the month of March. Like I said, when I come back here in just a few minutes, I'm going to launch into how to build a bulletproof investment plan, the retirement lifestyles way. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally. You've heard me say it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedoms you need to live your dream retirement. When it comes to the health side, I want to tell you about my family's personal chiropractor, Dr. Todd Royce, owner of Chiropractic First. Not only does he adjust us and get us back to our active lives, he teaches us about ongoing nutrition and living healthier. If you have any pain or stiffness in your back or neck, I want you to call Chiropractic First today at 243-0889. Mention Patrick for a free consultation. You don't need to live with pain or discomfort anymore. Call Dr. Todd at 243-0889 or visit online at chirofirst.net. 
Did you know that when I'm not here doing the show, I run Retirement Lifestyles Advisors, an independent registered investment advisory firm specializing in retirement income planning and managing investments for people who are currently retired or are getting close. I've been in financial services for over 22 years now and hosted this show for over 10. With a little bit of good planning, you can have peace of mind and a great retirement, and I'd love to help. If you would like to get more information or to learn about how you can work with us, visit patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com. Are you worried about the current U.S. economy, inflation, the pandemic? Then it's time to schedule a free retirement checkup call with Patrick. The world is changing every day, and your life savings is too important to be at risk. If you want to feel confident and secure in retirement, then simply visit TalkToPatrick.com and reserve a free checkup call on his calendar. Remember the website, TalkToPatrick.com. Don't wait. This is too important. TalkToPatrick.com. The number one cause of bankruptcy in retirement is healthcare-related costs. So fitness needs to be a part of your financial planning. Check out my gym, Strong City Strength and Conditioning, right down on Victor Avenue. They have a new group class called Longevity on Tuesdays and Thursdays designed for people age 55 and better. If you want to have fun and get fit, then visit StrongCitySTRENGTHANDCONDITIONING.COM. That's StrongCitySTRENGTHANDCONDITIONING.COM. Mention the show and get your first week for free. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. This is Retirement Lifestyles. This is the show where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. I'm your host, Patrick McNally. If you're just joining me, thank you. You may be listening to the live show um, on Saturday morning, or you might be catching this on the podcast. Whichever way, thank you for tuning in, and uh, I know you'll learn something. So I am headed into my second segment here where I'm going to be talking about kind of the main title of the show, which is How to Build a Bulletproof Investment Plan in Retirement, the Retirement Lifestyles Way. So I'm going to give you basically um, a little sneak peek, if you will, into how I build portfolios for our clients. And I want to talk to you about the different tools we use, i.e. investments, and how we would you know, build out a portfolio. So I can very easily just kind of make up Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know, with investable assets and kind of that thing. And that's, that's, I think that's probably how this is going to go down the road. Um, but I really want to just kind of give you an idea of what I call a bulletproof retirement plan and why, you know, why do we use the investments that we use uh, for our clients? And we use the same investments uh, for all of our clients, not just a few of them, you know, we, we keep things, I like to say we keep things pretty simple in our firm, and that's how our clients like it. Um, they don't want a whole lot of excitement when it comes to their income in retirement. So they like things simple, and at the same time, understanding what it is they own and why. I think that's so important, you guys. Most people, and, and if this is you, you are not alone out there, trust me. I've been doing this a long, long time, and most people come to me and they don't know what they own. They don't really know why they own it. Um, maybe they had a choice of 10, 20, or 30 different funds in their 401k at work, and they just kind of chose a few of them because, 
you know, maybe a coworker helped them or whatever, but they don't they don't know what they are or how they work and if it's even getting them to their goals. Totally normal. Um, our clients, on the other hand, I, I want them to know exactly what they own and why and how it plays a part in their overall investment planning. Now, this, there's a big, a, bit, a couple of assumptions here that I want to make because I really want to get right into the meat of this. But when we plan for people, we th- there's a process that we walk through. Maybe you've heard me mention it called the RLA X-ray. And we basically take an X-ray, and that's the planning we do. Where are you right now? You know, what is going on in the portfolio? What do you own? What kind of returns are you getting? What are the fees and costs involved? You know, what is the risk? All those kinds of things. Because you may be doing exactly what you need to be doing. Now, the other assumptions are that you know your income needs and wants. And again, that's what we do in kind of our first few meetings is we find out how much income do you need in retirement to do the things you want to do? Because there's, there's, there's two kinds of needs that we, there's two kinds of income that we plan for, needs and wants. The needs, guys, that's the, that's the have-to bills. Those are the bills that come every single month no matter what. That's, those are the have-to bills that you got to pay every single month no matter what. And then you got the wants, and this is what does that dream retirement look like for you, doing the things you want to do. Are, you know, do you guys want to travel? Do you want to, you know, hang out and do gardening? Do you want to, you know, spend more time with the grandkids and do stuff like that? Whatever that is, you fill in that blank. That is what your ideal retirement looks like. And so you have this kind of gap between what you have to pay and what you want to do. And those are, you know, the wants, that's, that's money you can control. What happens a lot of times is that if you don't know your numbers, you could be spinning out of control and spending more money than you need to be and damaging the savings that maybe took you 20, 30, or 40 years to build. So my big assumption here is that you know those numbers. So you know exactly what it is that you want. So we would walk through, and so I guess this is a good time for my disclaimer. Okay, here is my disclaimer. Don't just run out. I'm going to be mentioning some specific investments. I won't mention companies like stocks. You know, I'll refer to some companies as company XYZ or ABC, but I'm not going to mention a specific company. Um, I will be talking about dividend stocks, annuities, T-bills, cash, these are really the core investments that would make up a retirement lifestyles portfolio. But my disclaimer is don't just run out and, you know, all of a sudden implement some of the stuff I'm talking about here. You need to talk to your advisor. You need to talk to somebody who helps you, you know, before you just run out and do it. There's no guarantees or assumptions, anything like that. So there's my disclaimer. Um, talk to somebody you trust before you go out and implement any of the ideas that you hear. Let's talk about some of these tools. So when we do a plan for someone, and again, we we find out what their numbers are, we find out exactly what it is they want, we want to make sure that the investments are going to be able to produce the income that they're looking for. Or if they're like way off the map, you know, they're they're maybe they've got savings of a hundred thousand dollars and they're asking for a hundred thousand dollars a year from their investments. Not gonna happen. You know, we need to be realistic here. So we first want to arrive at that. How much money do you have to earn on your investments to give you the income that you want in retirement? 
And is your portfolio able to sustain the type of returns in order to get it? And when we do our planning, we're going to show you side by side what you're doing now and, and how we would do it differently. So you can compare exactly, you know, because you might be doing everything that you need to be doing and it could work for you. But if you find out that, oh my gosh, I got to earn like 8% or 10% every single year because I, I have to continue to sell parts of my investments to get the income I want. Well, that, that might be an eye-opening experience, and it usually is for a lot of people, uh, you know, versus maybe how we would do it different in a portfolio, say, of dividend stocks that pays an income from those companies. You're not needing to sell in most cases. You don't need to sell any of the shares because it's the ownership of those shares is what produces the income. You see, we use a dividend stock portfolio, and I'm very proud of it. It's, it's nothing new. It's old school. It's boring. But again, that's what our clients want. They don't want to take a whole lot of, they don't want a lot of excitement, you know, when it comes to their paycheck in retirement. So I love a solid dividend portfolio that has companies that have a track record of paying their dividend through good times and bad. And, you know, we can show that track record of, hey, you know, the last time the markets took a huge dive, well, company XYZ here, maybe they raised their dividend or maybe they kept it the same, you know, or maybe they cut it. And here's what we did in that situation. We want to look at all the areas so that you understand what a dividend stock is, you know, how it pays based on the amount of shares. Because what I don't, the situation that I don't like in retirement for for somebody who needs income from their portfolio is that they have to sell parts of their portfolio in order to get the income. And folks, would you believe 9 out of 10 people, it might be a higher number than that, 99 out of 100 people that come to see me, their portfolio is set up the way that most advisors do it today or it's set up very similarly to the way that they just had in their 401k. They own you know, a handful of mutual funds and maybe a, ha- a handful of bond funds. Maybe they got like a 60-40 plan or an 80-20, you know. And it's the it's a very common way that advisors will do income planning. Bec- and, but it's no different than when you were investing for retirement. The problem is that now if you've had that mind shift set, you know, that mind, right, mind shift, I say that right? Yeah, mind shift to income and then put growth second, you shouldn't be investing that way, in my opinion. You shouldn't have a whole bunch of mutual funds because if income is the number one priority, then the only way to get income from a portfolio that owns mutual funds is to sell part of the portfolio to realize the income. So if you got a half a million bucks and you need to pull out you know, $20,000 for your income this year, well, you got to go to your portfolio and sell $20,000 worth of those mutual funds to get the cash. Well, what happens when you do that, guys? When you sell parts of the portfolio, it's gone. You sold it. How do you get that money back? Well, you're not putting more money into this account, right? Your your working days are done. You're, you know, you're not you're not, you know, contributing money to your IRA anymore. You're pulling money out. So, how do you get it back? You have to rely on something extremely unpredictable and something that nobody has a crystal ball and can tell you what it's going to do tomorrow. That's the stock market. You have to you have to hope and pray 
that the market is going to go up in the future, at least in the next year, until you take money out again, you got to hope that it's going to go up just to make up for the amount that you took out. And that's what happens when you sell. I don't like that situation because what if you have to get your income out and your portfolio is down 20%? Well, we saw that last year. A whole lot of people in 2022, you know, they were freaking out because they're like, geez, my portfolio's down 20, 25%, but I still got to pay my bills. I got to pull out another 5 or 10% just to make up for it. And you got to remember that, let's say this year, let's say the market's up and doing exactly perfect, perfect scenario, and you're taking out 5% from your portfolio. If the market goes down 20%, well, now you got to pull out even more percentage just to get the same amount of income because the account is worth less. Think about that. So now, and then you got to go back to your returns and say, geez, how much do I have to earn just to break even? So guys, you have one, two, three years of a down market. And to me, that's a mathematical disaster waiting to happen. So I like to use dividend stocks. We like to to plan ahead to where unless it's an emergency or unless there's some, some unique planning, advanced planning techniques going on, that we don't sell any of the portfolio in order to get your income. And that's a dividend portfolio. Because these companies, when you own them directly, they pay you the dividend directly. You can't get that in a mutual fund, guys. You don't own the stock inside the mutual funds. You just own the value of the fund. But when you own the stock, you own the shares, these companies pay you the dividends. You get your income no matter what the market's doing. No matter what that stock price is doing, your paycheck is much more predictable, much more consistent. It is not guaranteed. Don't get me wrong. It's the market. You can't use the guarantee word but it's much more uh, consistent when it comes to your income. We also use annuities a lot of times with many of our clients um, who don't have pensions. Maybe they've got Social Security um, as, their, as their core you know, guaranteed income coming in every single month, as guaranteed as can be. I mean, the government tells us that in 2034, they're going to cut your benefit by 20%. Ah! Have you planned for that? We do that in our planning as well. We want to we create... You know, a worst case scenario, if they don't fix it, these politicians, you know, what does that look like in 2034? What does that do to your income? Because if they don't fix it and you get a 20% haircut to your social security, well, guess what? You got to take out 20% from your savings. That's just more money coming out of your retirement accounts now. So how can we do that? How can we create a pension? How can we add maybe a guaranteed element of income coming in each and every month, you could potentially use an annuity contract. Now, there's, you know, thousands of different types of annuities. The four main types are immediate, fixed, index, and variable. And this isn't the show to break down those different types, but we like to use the annuities that pay, that are designed for income, and which a lot of them are designed for income, but you use them for different, you know, different, in different ways. The annuities we like to use, you leave alone for a certain amount of time, and then maybe five years in the future, maybe 10, maybe even 15 years in the future, we can tell you to a penny what your income paycheck will be from that company when you decide to turn on an income stream from it. Now, you may need one or two annuities to do this. You may need three or four, and that's called laddering 
annuities to give you a little bit of a step up or a pay raise. Maybe it's once every five years. We've done that kind of planning for people. They're like, you know what? I like that guaranteed element of my portfolio. And, you know, you know, barring inflation this year, you know, you may say, well, about every five years, I can kind of see myself taking that extra income. So maybe that's a way that you could do it is using annuities. Now, the next stage of, of tool in our portfolio, if you will, would be things like T-bills. Maybe you're, you're needing to park some cash somewhere, but you want it short term. You want better rates than you can get just sitting in a bank. We may use some government T-bills, you know, that have the guaranteed back, guarantee of the government backing those T-bills that pay a, a decent rate of return. And you can maybe use a 30-day T-bill. Maybe there's a 90-day or a six-month or even up to a year. So if you need to park cash, you know, you want to have that liquidity on hand for something, maybe a purchase coming in the future, we can use that as a tool. The other tool we use is cash itself. We always recommend that our clients have cash on hand, cash in reserves, usually at home. You know, you want to have maybe an envelope with some emergency stash in it, but also cash in the bank that you don't care about the interest rate, but that you've got liquidity. Now, with the banks having some issues right now, you know, some people are kind of, you know, a little bit nervous about having their money in the bank. So we, we're telling people, hey, we'll pull out some money from the, you know, have cash on hand at home if that would make you feel better. But those are kind of the four core um, tools in our tool belt at Retirement Lifestyles Advisors that we like to use for our clients, dividend stocks, annuities, T-bills, and cash. And, and then there's a various mix of how we do that. And again, it goes back to your planning. What kind of income do you want? Maybe, and, and at the same time, you know, what kind of a risk tolerance do you have? Not, all, not everybody wants to have 100% of their life savings in the stock market. A lot of people aren't very comfortable doing that. So you wouldn't want to have a 100% dividend portfolio. Um, maybe, maybe you want 70%. Maybe you want 50%. So I've got a couple of different portfolios that I've, I've named myself. One's called Max Income, and that's that's just like the name implies. What can give you the max income, and that would be a hundred percent dividend portfolio. What about a seventy thirty? And I call that income protection. You know, seventy percent in a dividend portfolio, maybe thirty percent, maybe twenty percent that of that's in annuities, maybe ten percent in T bills and cash. So maybe you've got one or two annuities that that you laddered, like I said before. Maybe over the next 5 to 15 years, you're going to turn one of those on and then turn the second one on maybe 5 or 10 years later. You know, you look at that. In, in our income planning, we show you at the different points in your life, year by year, where you can expect to see these income increases. We show you what, what the projected dividend increases are going to be. What does that look like? We show you what happens if they cut your Social Security. Is that going to be okay? Is it going to damage the portfolio at all. We stress test this for you. And then we got a 50-50 um, income portfolio, which is income protection at its best, where you've got 50% in a dividend type of portfolio, and maybe you've got 30% in annuities, maybe 20% in T-bills and cash. So you see how you can tailor make this to build a portfolio that can weather, honestly, you know, any kind of market storm to be honest, because you're not needing to sell portions of the portfolio to get the income that you want. So this could be a really good way if you, you know, you want to plan to where you just take the interest out, preservation. If you want to plan to leave a legacy behind, 
to someone, maybe to the kids, to the grandkids. You know, you can build this plan that's going to survive, you know, the ups and downs of a market. And, and so that's what that could potentially look like. And so those are the different income models. And I want to just kind of give you that sneak peek into how we build portfolios for our clients. Now, obviously, again, my disclaimer is you do not just run out, try to build something like this on your own, go to Google and Google dividend stocks and, you know, pick a handful of them, you know, and and say, Patrick told me to own dividend stocks. No, 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 no. Let me correct you there. You need to go talk to an advisor, talk to somebody, maybe even your tax person, or, you know, if you've never heard of this kind of planning and, you know, here's here's my pitch to you then is schedule a phone call with me. Go to go to talktopatrick.com. You can go to my website, patrickmcnally.com. I've got a, a button on there where you can schedule a free phone call. It's a 30-minute call and would be glad to answer any questions that you have and even, you know, break down some of these different models and give you an idea about how they work because I'm telling you guys, as a specialist in income planning, been doing this for 22 years, I'm telling you there's there's the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. And it, it starts with the plan, and then your plan leads you to the appropriate investments to use. It shouldn't be the other way around. You shouldn't go see somebody and, and all of a sudden they, you know, you've known them for 30 minutes and they go, we're going to put you in these mutual funds and these bond funds and you're going to be set. And, you know, as long as you only take 4% out, you're going to be good. Yeah, don't buy that stuff, guys. Um, this is your life savings we're talking about. You want to do the appropriate planning to get you to your goals. So I'm going to take another quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to be giving you some action items you can be putting into place. Um, but again, if you got questions, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. But I'll be back in two minutes. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey guys, Dr. Todd Royce from Chiropractic First in downtown Reading. It blows my mind how many people live in pain, but they don't have to. How many people put up with headaches and back pain and can't play golf or pick up their kids or grandkids? We often have permanent solutions to pain where people didn't think it was even possible. Come check us out at our downtown Reading office or call our office at 243-0889 or visit us on the web at chirofirstreading.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Welcome back to the show, guys. We made it. We are in the action items kind of wrap-up segment of the show. And uh, if you have not had a chance, I know you probably heard it a couple times during the breaks, but if you have not had a chance to grab a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, I want you to visit patrickmcnally.com right after the show. Go to patrickmcnally.com. And that's my thank you to you for listening to the show, tuning in, maybe via podcast as well. Uh, Go to the website and get you a free copy. Um, I'm going to break down. I've got really three um, action item, wrap-up items here I want to talk about. Number one is review your current numbers. And when I say review your current numbers, what I want you to do is look at your income and expenses and make sure that in retirement, the income that you want is going to be sustainable. And in that last segment, I was talking about how to build a bulletproof investment plan, the old retirement lifestyles way, 
hopefully that gave you a little glimpse under the hood about how we, um, you know, the the engine that runs our investment portfolios for our clients here. But one of the, the best things that you can be doing is understanding, you know, how much income you have to, to generate from your portfolio and is it a realistic number. And so the only way that you can find that out is really by breaking down your income and your expenses. And the easiest way to do that is just get out a yellow pad, draw a line down the middle, and on the left side, put your expected income streams like Social Security, uh, maybe you've got a pension, maybe you've got some rental properties, stuff like that. Any income streams that you are expecting in retirement, that's what you'd put there. Then on the other side, put your expenses. And this, you may need to do an old-fashioned budget sheet, which I can provide. Just send me an email and ask for the budget sheet, and I'll send it right to you. Um, and basically, just fill in the blank. Ninety-nine percent of the work's done for you. You just got to fill in the numbers. And you know, go go to you know, go online banking. Go to your go to your bank and look at your your expenses and all the bills and stuff coming out. And and maybe you need to do yourself a little budget. But that's going to give you that number. It's going to help you understand: Are there any gaps? between what I have coming in and the bills I have. And that's going to lead you to how much money you can pull from your portfolio so that you can make sure that uh, it's sustainable because that's what you want to know in retirement. Number two, match it to your investment choices and does it work? So once you have those numbers, you guys, now pull out your investments, pull out your mix, you know, whatever you own, and 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 find out is is this matching, is what I need does this lead me to these investment choices? And it might be a yes, it might be a no. But again, this is where the x-ray comes into play is, hey, what, you know, are we earning what we need to in retirement? Because you can calculate that out pretty easily. You can find out what rate of return you have to earn on your money pretty easily um, by dividing a couple of numbers. What's your gap? What's your shortfall? divided into your investments, divided by your investments, and that's going to give you a number. It might be 5%, might be 0%, might be 12%, who knows. But once you have the number, then you ask yourself, can I earn that year in and year out? No matter what the market's doing, I need to earn that number. Is that a sustainable number? So does it work? Number three, I'm going to advise you to get some help from somebody. Now, obviously, I would love to talk to you on the phone. I would love to run an x-ray for you, but you may already have an advisor, and that is just fine, too, because I am not in the business of stepping on the toes of good relationships. I want you to go to your advisor and say, you know what, I really want to do a review of my income planning. I want to make sure that what I'm doing matches up with my goals and our dreams for the future, because it may be different than what you were doing five years ago. And that's the whole point here, is that, you know, depending on where you are in your investment life, you may be needing to do it different. You're not going to invest in retirement the way you did when you were 30 years old, you guys. Not going to do it. Not going to happen. Taking too much risk. And, um, and, and you need to be focused on the income, not just the growth. So I want you to get help from somebody. Do a review. You should be doing this anyway. Your advisor should be doing this for you. Every single year, doing a review of how, you know, how last year went. You know, did you hit your goals? Did you hit your numbers? Are you on track? And if you're not feeling like you're on track, schedule a phone call with me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to run you an RLA x-ray to make sure that you know exactly to the penny what you got to get on your money so that the last thing you have to do in retirement is worry about your income. That's what we do here. Thank you for listening to the show. I'll be back at it again next week talking about retirement planning for the month of April. And with that, I'm going to wish you the best in retirement. 
Have you seen her? So bad. 